0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Engaging in Teaching and Learning, a podcast produced by the Virtual Learning Lounge, a network of online resources focused on teaching and learning at Las Cruces Public Schools. Through our interviews with LCPS staff, we want to celebrate what's happening in our district and learn more about how we can support all learners. I am your host, Jesse Perio Thank you for being with us today. On today's episode, I am talking with Rebecca Rodriguez, who is the principal of RGPI, which stands for the Rio Grande Preparatory Institute. And she's gonna talk to us a little bit today um, about not only her school, but a really cool wellness initiative that she has started there. And um, she's gonna talk to us a little bit about how she's planning to expand that at RGPI. Um, Before we get like into specifics of RGPI and your wellness initiative, um, Rebecca, would you mind giving us a brief bio you know, how long have you been in education? How long have you been at RGPI? Um, and then you could kind of transition into talking to talking to us a little bit about your your school.
1: Perfect. I appreciate that, uh, Jesse, and I. Uh, I can't say it enough, but I just thank you for all you do for um, the school you work at and the district as well, and this opportunity. I just think it's really thinking outside the box and lets us learn more about um, how many great gems we have in our within our district. Well, thank uh, you. Oh, no, thank you so to um, give you a somewhat of a nutshell and some background on myself. Uh, I, um, as Jesse stated, I am the proud principal of RGPI, known as the Rio Grande Preparatory Institute, and it is definitely a, um, as I learn more about it is um, a hidden gem. And so I just really appreciate this opportunity to so get it out there. Um, for myself, I have been in education for over. Uh, this is my 17th year I can't believe it. Um, and I have uh, seven years of administrative experience I come from the uh, amazing Gadsden district that was where I spent the majority of my experience uh, and growing myself as an educator uh, I did start off as an, uh, as a substitute uh, and then this as a sub in elementary and kind of bouncing around um, I was getting uh, earning my master's degree in anthropology so that was just worked really well uh, with the flexibility that I needed. Um, then I was just encouraged and I appreciated those teachers just letting me know, hey, I think you could be a great teacher. So I would never thought about that to be quite honest. Uh, as you can see anthropology as a major doesn't, it opens you up, but it was cultural <laughs> anthropology. So I, I love learning about people. Uh, so from that point I became an alternative certified uh, teacher and uh, looked high and low for every job. So I always uh, uh, share they don't always, but I like to share um, that particular story because your destination in life is never where you necessarily, you know, make a plan and, and watch, uh, watch those around you laugh at it, right? <laughs> so um, uh, so what I did was I applied and I, I, I started the, the alternative certification and you must have a contract job to go along with it. So I looked high and low. I'm originally from El Paso. So I looked uh, from Socorro to Anthony to um, Las Cruces Independent School District. And uh, I was blessed to have have a position as a STEM teacher. So imagine this. I don't have a background for education, um, but I got the will and the heart. Uh, And then I'm in special education. So I had to learn a whole new component, IEP. yes. So it was amazing. It was an amazing journey. Uh, And as I explored there, I went into gifted facilitator. Um, I did a, I don't pat myself on the back a lot, but I did a great job. So they made me a, a facilitator for multiple schools. So um, that was great, and then I landed at one school, then I thought, hey, what's next? And went into um, exploring the national, well, as a matter of fact, Gaston was offering uh, through PED uh, a master's degree in education. So I said, hey, free education, why not? That's why I tell the students, DACC free, let's work on it as a freshman, you need to get the (laughs) GPA. So I did that, and then they also offered um, through the state as well, some support for national board certified. So... I, um, I completed that particular program and it was, a, it was wonderful. It um, just elevated uh, my knowledge because coming in as an alternate certification, I was just hungry to learn what I could uh, to help the students and staff I worked with. And then I thought, hey, uh, I wanna explore administration. So at that point I was, again, all of my, uh, most of like eight, 10 years were in elementary. So as I earned my administrative, I uh, did internship at the district uh, level as in the bilingual department, because you can never know enough, right? Bilingual is such a, a, a major part of our, our population. So uh, at that point, I said, I should go to high school because I don't have that under my belt. And if I'm thinking of being an administrator, I should be well-rounded. And I felt like I kind of upon myself with uh, elementary. So at that point, I, I applied at Gadsden High School, amazing, great. And uh, that kind of just rolled off and uh, I think I hit my glass ceiling there. And I, I, it's so interesting, Jesse, I had two interviews. I had an interview for a principalship at um, one of the elementaries in Gadsden. And then I had a, a um, an interview because I applied for Arrowhead. So I had to make a choice, like, am I gonna go, because like, it was the same time, same day. Long story short, I uh, put all of my money down on LCPS. I didn't get the job. But I interviewed uh, for principalships three times. So they saw me like consecutively, like, hey, I think this, ship, yeah. I think she really wants to work for us. <laughs> so, um, I did get a job as an SSA. So that's in the special education administrator uh, department. Wonderful people. Um, and then got call- I went to work on a Saturday. I got called by the HR department and they said, hey, um, can you show up on Monday to RGPI? And I said, yes, sir. And I showed up and I Googled it and I was like, I passed (laughs) that place. I didn't know what it was. So part of, I know our next steps are to talk about what wonderful uh, opportunities RGPI has, but that's kind of me in a nutshell. I've been at RGPI for the past two and a half years.
0: And I remember, I remember when you took that job and we were there helping you with the schedule and stuff. Oh my God.
1: Everyone ascended, Jesse, like (laughs) angels from every corner. Uh, (laughs) And there was just such transition, but it it, um, continues to transition. So I'm just so excited to talk about uh, where it started and, of course, um, where we're leading to.
0: Yeah, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about your school. Um, is, it, is it high school only? What grades do you service?
1: Great question. Um, and so uh, I'd like to start off when I actually have a student interview, so I'll get a little bit into that. But what, what we really do promote is our GPI high school, Las Cruces uh, Independent School an Additional High School is a school of choice so students uh, and family members choose to come as, as we have open enrollment as well, you would think, but part of that choice is that there is an interview process. So we, um, we have encumbered and in expanded uh, and I wanted to give a shout out to Dr. Wendy because her vision um, as we met and started to grow was that our GPI would be um, a, a four year high school. So we are based, we are a credit-based quarter. So uh, students uh, typically will come to GPI for credit recovery. But uh, as exploring that option, Dr. Windy really uh, worked with us and the staff and and looking at a bigger picture where students um, could have the option that not necessarily uh, a comprehensive traditional type of setting would be successful. And many times what we see is students have tried or struggled through that, and then they come to us. So doctor is like, hey, why don't we just skip the middleman, uh, get you guys out there and incorporate freshmen. Um, Interesting fact is that uh, our GPI, um, and again, I want to give that foundation uh, and credit to as it's transitioned from San Andres, it used to be um, more for behavioral. So when I say alternative, a lot of times I I just must explain what alternative means. And it's a small setting. in the sense, that we have 13 teachers, a small student population, uh, no more than 13, um, no more than 300 students, and we currently are hovering about 260. So, um, but as it transitioned from San Andres, uh, that's when uh, Ms. Uh, Davis had picked that picked it up and planted the seed. So it became something very restructured. Um, from my understanding, it was uh, from a top down. Uh, staff and, and students just really made a, a turnabout. So um, the interesting fact is that students were older, they were allowed to come in at an older age. So uh, I understand that they, that uh, RGPI had graduated a student in their 30s, came back, you know, like it was another opportunity. So the staff was really just uh, the older students just make a great population because they want it, they're there, they become mentors and um, but through the state, the, there there is an age restriction uh, that took place maybe about a year and a half ago. So um, a lot of individuals call back because we have a lot of alumni and they have children okay. or, and, and they kind of say, hey, go to Rio Grande. So they call us and we guide them in the right direction. But um, so our school is a school of choice. We do have interviews uh, with our freshmen all the way to um, high school. So... Uh, when I say that, like we're credit recovery, we have quarter based So the difference uh, that I, I like to share is that because we're credit recovery, um, I do a side by side when I talk with students and parents because in a comprehensive, you have semesters versus quarters. So ours, we do have semesters, but our semesters are broken up by nine weeks and that is a quarter. So students can accumulate a complete half a credit Um, say from August to October and then from October to December the other half and they have at the end in December four full credits and some students that regardless of where they're at and how they came to Rio Grande they need to see those changes happen quickly in their on their transcript so uh, sometimes we have December graduates or August or uh, March graduates it always just depends where that student is because we have a fluctuating population Um, the population that typically does come is uh, students who need that second, third, fourth uh, chance. And then when they come with us, uh, what I've noticed unfortunately is that we still need to reach out to them. It's not like, oh, this is it, I don't wanna do it. That's what they say in the interview. Um, however, life gets in the way. So we reach out to them, pull them back in. You know, So we have a lot of students who came, left, we brought them back. and So um, it's just constant, constant reaching out Uh, The students meet for four classes versus seven classes within our quarters and semesters. So we move quickly with nine weeks. uh, And so that that pace is also something different for students and parents. Uh, Again, we are a Las Cruces public school. We have graduations. We have our own uh, separate graduation. We have caps gowns. We have lots of alumni, which I kind of touched base on. We do offer uh, as much as we can Uh, to mirror our comprehensive. And when I say mirror, it's like we have ACE program, which is a work exploration internship. Uh, We also offer a variety of electives. But then again, Jesse, when you look at our our 13 teachers, we really, they're just so um, stretched at different ends because we have English teachers who teach an elective. Um, Then we have a, a pathway that we are strongly developing. Shout out to the CTE uh department that's under Miss Carey uh we have developed uh, our culinary we have developed our um our our art program is growing and we have encumbered um or started to uh the educators rising so I know that was an initiative that our uh, wonderful previous superintendent Dr. Karen Trujillo was her passion and love so I do um we're keeping that going. We offer like theater arts uh, with that art department. We're, we're stretching out into mass media. So, uh, really oh, wow. great. Uh, it's just a lot. Of, we're a Title One school, and I know you all are too. So, oh, wow. uh, we but we have been a on Title One um, since inception, I believe.
0: Oh uh,
1: really? And we have free bus transportation, Jesse. I just want to say that because a lot of we are located in Messia so sometimes parents or students think they have to drive, but. They have the hub stations at every comprehensive, so uh, just get that out there. We are uh, we are within that uh, free busing within the
0: school district. Gotcha. Oh, that that is good to know. So I know you mentioned a few times that um, you get a lot of like credit recovery kiddos with your freshman population. What what? what message are you sending middle schools, um, middle school teachers about like what type of freshmen may be fit for your school? Does that make sense? Uh, Yes,
1: um, it does. It doesn't. As a matter of fact, we do like um, when we, when I've met with the counselors, I've tried uh, to do a lot of different outreach uh, through the middle schools and meeting with community-based like the Lions Club. And so it's just to kind of, you know, you know, a neighbor, you know, a student, you know, a grandkid or, um, so what uh, we do share as uh, as a like a profile or a student who would really thrive at our school is a student that we necess- that would be in a in a middle school that they would typically shy away from opportunities where there's like large groups. Mm-hmm. Um, when they accelerate in a tutoring type of setting where you have a lot more smaller base, so. Um, in addition to the, what I stated was we have a small school and a small, um, student population. So we, uh, do our very best to keep the population in the classroom under 20. Um, great. challenging, Jesse, because we have one social studies teacher that was a new experience this year and her, um, loads were pretty high. So we're trying to think outside the box. How do we lower those numbers? Because, um, if we were doing it face-to-face, you could not have 35 students in a class, which... Unfortunately, it happens when you only have one teacher. Um, But so we do promote, uh, like a profile of a student would be a student also that is um, really thrives well in like those, not necessarily one-to-one, but in those type of counseling settings where they really seek adults for that guidance. And so the counselors are work, uh, we include them in those type of middle school uh, um, reviews or initiatives to, um, identify students because those students also need that type of setting where they can find that adult and um, if you imagine um, a school such as yourself where you have could have up to 1600 students that students going through seven teachers uh, they have a counselor the counselor's office is in a whole different location our school is one building it looks like a mm-hmm. uh, nothing is outside of it so all of us we have one uh, restroom uh in for all the students. So we just become a very tight knit family. And having said that, Jesse, I do let students know, freshmen and students coming in, if we have conflicts, we must resolve them. So we do a lot of conflict resolution because if I have a conflict with you as my teacher, I'm going to have you for two, two years, you know, for English yeah. one and English two. So you, yeah. you need to, you know, maturity level bring that up. And students, if they have conflict, they're going to see each other in the halls and in the classroom. So it's it is a different maturity level. So we let the a lot of our middle school students come in, and um, they're just uh, so much more mature. Like MBLA has a, a marriage kind of population. Not all of the students from MBLA come over, but we did have a really good pocket of our first freshmen coming in. So uh, and then we do share about our clubs. Something that we've incorporated is we have National Honor Society, Student Council. We're bringing in Skills USA. So again, to mirror our counterparts. But also um, know that it's a it's a challenge for our teachers to encumber more and more responsibilities. But that's what I share with them, and, and it's been a good um, it's been a good feedback and, and a turnaround as well.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. I'm glad that you shared that information about RGPI. There's a lot there that I didn't know, so that's really cool that you guys offer those same clubs and you actually do have um, some great pathways going on there. So uh, I know I've when I worked um, in IO. Um, your culinary program catered our Christmas party, and we went to your school, and it was delicious and it was amazing. So I do know that you have those strong pathways going, even at, you know, with your your small school. So that's awesome.
1: Thanks, Jesse. And again, I wanted to give that credit out to um, our, our teachers who work so hard to develop them, and to Miss Carrie and her team for you know the, the plan budgets. We had a the, uh, the board members went through. I think that was the first year that they were. Um, I was at the school, and when they did the tour, they looked at our, our culinary uh, lab. So um, just thankful that it's been renovated. Students haven't oh, seen okay. it or touched it because of you know we've been in COVID for some time. But we are ready to rock and roll. We got uh, it's an industrial like standard kitchen, so everybody's itching to get in there. And so maybe we do we could do some more of that. And students, as you said, they provide the meal and they also um, uh, serve the meal. So
0: it's yes, interesting yeah. Leadership.
1: Opportunity. So thanks, Jesse, for, yeah, if you at LC, um, HS, you know, if you guys need anything, we'd love to partner up with your culinary as well.
0: Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. So um, at this time, I want to kind of transition to, um, you know, I, I've heard great things about the, like a wellness initiative that you've started at your school. Um, can you, can you talk to us a little bit about that? I, I, I believe it's with staff only right now. Um, but I know I've heard amazing things about it.
1: Thank you so much, Jesse. And I would, um, I just appreciate this opportunity. And um, so I wanna, again, start off with the foundation of, of how this all uh, began. So we have uh, what is considered, uh, we have called seminar, which is typical uh, advisory. So um, as a school, we thought you know transitioning and uh, the name of seminar would be helpful. Um, because students' perception of it, but you know, it's like um, it's, it's, a, it's an evolution of it. So, our seminar planner, uh, planning angels uh, consist of, and the reason I'm bringing that in is because they have driven this uh, initiative. And we have uh, actually, Jesse, we, we uh, provided it at all different levels. So, I'll kind of tell you about that rollout, but uh, to give credit where credit is due, um, we have the amazing Kelly King, and, and she's an English teacher, elective teacher. Uh, she is also uh, staff nominated the toady of the year. She just does so much. She's worked on the canvas shells for the district for English uh, three and four. Um, and then we have the astonishing uh, Ruthlene White and she is again an English teacher for the lower um, underclassmen, the first and um, second level. And she too works with Josh Silver on, on um, the credit recovery, like the ACE program after school and summer school. Uh, she's the department chair and she also has an elective for journalism. So a lot of different hats she's wearing. Uh, We have the incredible Dr. Sylvia uh, Peregrino and she came to us through a CSI grant, which unfortunately will be concluding this year. And it is a continuing school improvement grant that Rio Grande within the state of New Mexico is one of the few high schools that uh, was eligible to apply. And Dr. Arteaga, the first year I was there, and I was at summer school with uh, at, Elf, at Las Cruces High School. So we worked together to get this, um, this grant. So it, it is our last year, unfortunately, but she works with the committee. And then of course the astonishing Yvonne Palmer, who is our one and only counselor at RGPI. And um, the team and herself really are the heart of the school and they bring into every meeting opportunity, which is seminar when we meet with students once a week. Uh, we actually, we do have a Monday morning motivational whole school, school assembly. So Miss um, Yvonne works her magic there as well. And then we roll that out with um, our staff weekly meetings and the parent monthly meetings. So we'll try and incorporate it and sprinkle it out a little um, everywhere. But that's the team. And to talk more about what the, the initiative is, it is, it is um, self-care wellness. So Miss um, Yvonne shares with the committee and they create uh, modules on our Canvas uh, website. And um, so we have an RGPI Canvas shell. And within there, she has created her own um, counseling corner. So she creates lessons uh, and she incorporates uh, suite 360. And I know we were starting to talk about that through the, uh, under Amy Hamelwright and, and Sonia, um, the opportunities that suite 360 has lessons embedded and as administrators, you know, we, we use that for. um, You know, uh, not necessarily discipline, but it has activities like smoking and drinking but it's so much deeper, Mm -hmm. and so we pull some of those activities that have that wellness component. Um, But to go uh, to touch base on on what that is, is um, we really want to instill with our students that like there's no failure you're either learning or you're you're successful. And so what we want to uh, allow students to know is that um, when you make a mistake, you're just learning. And how do you recognize those things? So some of the activities that uh, are included with that whole kind of rollout from students to parents and staff and everything in between is that we do a lot of check-ins. So a check-in seems pretty um, common, but um, I'm a person of, you know, like get to business. so putting Yvonne on our calendar um, for any meeting, always like we start with mindful breathing. So, you know, when I'm ready to like course out the gate, uh, she's, you know, <laughs> brings it back. And so we do some deep breathing. Again, that's with students um, to parents, to staff, but that really does help to ground us. And it seems so fundamental, but um, it really does help me to take a deep breath and say, okay, like we have a lot to discuss, but we could do it one breath at a time. Um, Something else that we have is they offer um, a lot of information about stress. So uh, like our, our, our population, staff and students, it, you know, it, it's, it was more like trauma-based type type of learning. So a lot of different stresses that happen to individuals didn't have a successful uh, um, experience at the comprehensive. So they've come to us, different stress, right? Different school, different you, make yourself over again, try new things. Um, but when they do come, uh, to our, cl- our school, that we can see the different stressors that was on a normal pre type of COVID, um, COVID created a whole different yes. stress level for everyone, right? Like oh, yeah. we're still in it and, and um, we're still learning how to, um, navigate the waters and recognizing what stress is. So a uh, part of those lessons that they have in the check-ins is recognizing what is stress, um, how to manage the stress and that it can be uh, emotional and physical. So as simple as drinking water, like are you doing those things to self-care? Because if you're not, then you're noticing you're snapping at everybody. Uh, you know, don't know why you're so tired, um, but very fundamental ways to, to move, connect, um, and to rest. So the biggest thing we also talk about is like, uh, rest uh, seems so easy to do, but if you're not resting, again, that's a sign of stress. So what do you need to do? Um, becomes a cycle. And, and then once you know your stress, what are, so some activities that we've done um, through the, the committee and through under the guidance of uh, Miss Yvonne is we do gratitude journaling. So, um, like on our Monday meetings with students, our assembly is we ask who's doing gratitude journaling and how's it going for you. So, that um, Monday whole school assembly is really informal. Students can come if they'd like. And when they come, they can off mic themselves put their camera and then we just kind of have just conversations like what's going on, how are you all doing any good news over the weekend, what are you look forward to and so student can say Oh, I had a um, going to be in a boxing match or I'm going to just different activities that we didn't know students uh, and then teachers, uh, staff can, can put their two cents in as well but the gratitude journaling is helpful and then we do again that mindful breathing. Uh, it just grounds us in the, in the, in the class uh, or it grounds us in our path for the rest of the day or for the rest of the class. Uh, that self-care component, Jessie, is where really we're looking at, um, she offers various resources. So there's something called a virtual calming room. So in, her, um, in Yvonne's Canvas uh, counseling corner, there's a, a virtual tour that you can make and so the students always have access to the seminar um, uh, web links. And then uh, Ms. Yvonne puts also those resources. So, just a little bit about that virtual coming, it's a uh, Canvas shell, and you can click on different, like, there's a, a, a gentleman like in a uh, Yogi kind of position, uh, meditating. So you can click on him. You can click on plants. You can, and then it just shows you different activities, like, okay, stop. And let's do some mindful breathing. Let's do some wow. guided imagery. Uh, and it helps Jesse for staff. And wow. I, I watch it all the time. Um, we just got an app for that, uh, calm, you know, like, Hey, stop. Like let's take some breathing, go walk for two minutes. So it's just so um, those resources uh, that we have and reminding students, we have a health-based center. Uh, uh, we don't, t- we can't talk enough about it. And when we went virtual, working with our health-based center was so important because they offer the medical, but they offer what we need. And we're so, uh, I think as the students might say, thirsty for at the moment is um, how do we get professional assistance um, and so we really do take advantage of the health-based center. And um, I, if, you, if you don't mind, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that at the end, but some of those other resources is during our advisory, we talk about suicide prevention. So, you know, we have months and weeks dedicated to different activities, um, but the month of November, which was when we started up after August, um, the committee uh, was working on signs of suicide. What types there are, how you can recognize them um, in yourself or others so that you can reach out to an adult, uh, to to any of our staff members, a friend, or just trying to recognize that things like not wanting to get up and brush your teeth is a sign of something is different. Like, I think I need help. And that's a slow slippery slope that happens really quickly. Uh, we also talk about teen talk, um, that live person phone call that students can make and kind of either share their feelings, vent if they're if they're having uh, episodes at the house because we've been confined uh, in different ways. I know the population is starting to um, open up a bit more, but uh, it's a non-judgmental eight hundred number that students can call and talk at any time. So, um, really, just talking about them. Constantly with students reminds them that we have those resources. And as an adult, I'm like, I know I have resources. So mm-hmm. if we're not healthy, then how can we help the the population that we serve? Um, but yes, uh, in in summary. But what kind of questions do you have about that?
0: Well, um, I'd like to know a little bit more the gratitude journaling. What does yes. that look like?
1: Um, so it can be in any uh, way, shape, or form, but. Uh, SS old school OGs we use uh, actual journals so I actually have my journal right here um, but we uh, ask students if they're more used to electronic they can do it um, on their phone on their notes they can um, actually even do um, the, the you know have the pen to pencil they can uh, record it and it's nothing that they turn in but the gratitude journal is what are you grateful for and um, part of that Gratitude is, um, Miss Yvonne had had, um, challenged us to write, physically write once a week, somebody a note on how they have positively impacted our lives and how much we appreciate and love them. And um, she explains it so well that when we have gratitude uh, in the brain and the mind, it actually biologically, chemically alters us to think of things as, as, and I, I wanna give um, Dr. Trujillo this, cause I saw, was seeing a clip of her. Um, when we don't see problems, we see it's a challenge. And so that changes your mindset. It's not a barrier, it's, it, you know, obstacles barriers. It's a challenge, how are we going to grow? So um, really thanking somebody and constantly being uh, mindful of that. So when you're grateful for that, you tell them. Like Jesse, I, from the bottom of my heart, I'm so grateful. Um, for this opportunity, um, because we think it in our mind, Jesse, but when we don't articulate that, we think, oh, well, I can tell Jesse later, and later may never come, and so it's just best to express it at that time, uh, so that's what we do with the, the, the um, gratitude journal.
0: So you do encourage the, everybody to, like, get whatever they write out to? To, to the whoever. person. Yeah. Yes, it's, uh, oh, okay. One
1: component just is like, we're, I'm writing it for myself. It's private. I don't have to share it. Um. Again, writing puts the, the mm-hmm. thoughts, the pen. um. And then that's how you can express yourself if you're a quiet person. But then the next step is like, I want to be gra- grateful. I know I'm grateful for a lot of things, but I haven't I haven't necessarily said it. But when you write it, that person receives yeah. it, it like spreads from one person. It's just like a, a good vibe out there that that really um, people might need it these days. You know, you yes. see a strong a leader um, uh, out there, and then you don't really realize that they haven't been, um, I'm thinking of, of Miss Ranga, you know, like she just marches, she sees, she's got vision, and then she gets a card, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I, it just completely will change that moment in your life, and then it gives you more fuel to, to uh, march on, but everybody needs it, you know, from parents to students. Um, so what we noticed, Jesse, is not have anything to do with the wellness part, but Um, our staff was meeting. And so we started to incorporate a parent of the month. And so what I do is uh, with our student and our staff is that I drive out to their house, we get some balloons, we make a certificate um, for the parents. And it is, I'm just gonna say, parents are, you know, unsung heroes. Um, And for students who are blessed to have parents because many times we have students who, you know, are their own caregiver or their parents themselves um it's just having that gratitude and and it just kind of spreads that that goodwill so i just i forgot about that particular part I, but i
0: weird. love that idea that that is awesome like that's a great idea and um so you you go to their house and just recognize them with like
1: yes i take them some balloons we make a certificate um, cool. The students get a, a gift card, you know, like a $5 gift card, which is typical, you know, what, what we do to recognize our students and our staff, we have a staff and student, but then uh, one of the teachers, uh, Megan's like, hey, why don't we recognize parents, you know, she's our a uh, lead and so she works so closely with parents. And when we thought about it as a school we're like that's
0: amazing like,
1: you know, yes, right there is. in your face, you know like yeah who, who is, are the unsung heroes. Um, so we encourage students with that gratitude like tell your parents what you're grateful for, that they make you food, they wash your clothes, that, you know, whatever the case would be, but um, that gratitude, uh, it just spreads, you know, when, when you have good vibes there, people just start to think about different ways to be grateful for one another.
0: Absolutely, now that, and it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, it was the district initiative last year, uh, we did a lot with it. it, was the, like, the lollipop moments, where, okay. where a lot of times people don't even know, like, how they're um, influencing or affecting others and when you tell them like it's it's so amazing it, it kind of reminds me reminds
1: yes me. yes as a matter of fact i kind of forgot about that lollipop and when we did that lollipop jesse um uh for those who might not know it's in you give a lollipop and you thank that person right for how they impacted you when i went to go speak with the presenter i said i want to give my lollipop to you because you inspired me to be to think about you know how um our challenges in our life, because I know she had uh, was the cancer recovery. Um, and so she just, you know, the way we see challenges, and it's a mindset, again, going back to wellness, if you um, see something as a learning opportunity, as opposed to um, these things are happening to me, they're happening for me, they, that really changes, like, how can we make this better? So um, if you're in that dark place, and you don't have it, that kind of spark, you just immediately need to reach out to someone because again it just becomes so overwhelming so quickly that you won't be willing to ask and you'll shy away and you'll you know withdraw which is the worst worst thing that you can do um but yes i do think that about that lollipop that was just it was so inspirational thanks just yes
0: yeah no and, and what you're doing reminds me of a lot about that well i mean you're you're obviously doing some amazing things um rebecca at your school and with your staff and now uh, that thing with the parent is awesome like i'm thinking about like trying it at our school
1: um uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised in those parents will. you just seeing them they just look like what
0: (laughs) yeah exactly that's yeah that is cool well thank you for for being on the show today um this is really really cool stuff and a lot um, to think about and you know a lot of people are Needing you know the wellness stuff that you shared with with everybody today and you even gave some specific things that people can do um, <clears throat> to 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 better their their health mentally, physically. So I appreciate you doing that. Um, thank just, you for, for being on the show. You.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I um, if anybody is interested in RGPI, we've got a website. I know you can quickly find our phone number and um, uh, we uh, allow students to come in through different quarters. So if, if your children are not being successful or your students in your school are not, just uh, think about, keep us in mind and we always have an open door. Thank you. Thank you, Justin.
0: And listeners, we want to thank you again for joining us today. We look forward to listener feedback on today's show. Please follow vl 2 lcps Again, that's VL2LCPS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please share feedback on the podcast and any ideas for future podcasts on any of our social media platforms or at VL2 at LCPS.net. Thanks so much for listening today and we'll see you next time.